Hello, this is Lisa DeLay, and you are listening to the Spark My Muse podcast. This is Soul School, episode 159, On Earth as it is in Heaven. Today I'm going to spend a little time reimagining, re-envisioning, and disrupting some of our ideas about the Lord's Prayer. And I certainly have had those ideas disrupted lately by a fantastic book called Prayers of the Cosmos, Reflections on the Original Meaning of Jesus' Words by Neil Douglas Klotz, K-L-O-T-Z. I have a dear friend, Noel Young, to thank for this, and he exposed me to Neil's work. Neil Douglas K. Lotz holds a PhD in Religious Studies and is taught at Holy Names College and the Institute for Cultural and Creation Spirituality. He's the author of several books, including The Hidden Gospel and Desert Wisdom. What's unique about his work is that he goes back to the language of Jesus and the people of Palestine and the Holy Land of the time of Jesus. Many of us know that some of the oldest translations of the New Testament are in Greek, which is not English and not very close to English. But seldom do we think that he spoke in Aramaic, of which Arabic is derived from. And this common language was the lingua franca of the people. And Greek was written and known by scholarly types, not the kind of people that were Jesus' disciples. Some scholars believe that the very earliest gospels were not in Greek at all, but in Aramaic. Some early simplified versions of the gospels exist in the areas of Syria are in Aramaic, going back to the second century. Aramaic is a really interesting, earthy, and extremely nuanced language. Even in English, we can tell how much Jesus loves wordplay. And Aramaic is a language that has many facets to it. For instance, one word can mean name, light, sound, or experience. That very same word can mean all those things. So it's important to look at it from various perspectives. Depending on how that word is said, it can mean all of those things, or just some of them, or just one of them. And often there's wordplay so that it means an integration of those things. And there's levels of meaning to ingest and to pour over and to reflect on further and more deeply. When Jesus told his parables, they were multi-leveled and had different levels of meaning from the obvious apparent meaning of the story itself, but also deeper levels of spiritual meaning. Add to that the Aramaic it was spoken in, and you can tell these parables were beautiful puzzles that invited the listener in to discover worlds and depths of meaning and invited listeners in for an adventure. Hebrew was spoken as a temple language at the time of Jesus, and it was confined to that area, mainly temple and Jewish scholars. In Prayers of the Cosmos, Neil Douglas Glotz talks about the word heaven. In Aramaic, it ceases to be about a metaphysical concept, and instead, it's about light and sound shining through all of creation. A lot of the divisions and dichotomies and distinctions that come across in Greek and in English are not present in Aramaic. So the distinctions between inside and outside just aren't there. 
For instance, when the word kingdom is used, it is used to mean with and among. When the word neighbor is used, it connotes the self and the other at the same time, the inside and the outside. And borders like mind, body, spirit all fall away because the Aramaic has space to hold all those things together within the words and the concepts of the words. They have root and pattern systems. This is from page 12 of Prayers of the Cosmos to help us begin to understand the potency and multifaceted gem that is Aramaic. The Lord's Prayer begins with an expression of the divine creation and the blessing that emanates from all parenting. The ancient Middle Eastern root, A-B, Ab, refers to all fruit, all germination, proceeding from the source of unity, capital U. This root came to be used in the Aramaic word for personal father, Abba, but still echoes its original ungendered root in sound meaning. While Abwun, A-B-W-O-O-N, transliterated, is a derivative of this word for personal father. Its original roots do not specify a gender and could be translated divine parent. These roots reveal many levels of meaning. The BWN shows the ray or emanation of that father or motherhood proceeding from potential to actual here and now. In Aramaic, the character B may be pronounced with a W or shades of both B and W. An Aramaic scholar, Reverend Mar Aprem, notes that the same root, AB, may stand for personal father or spiritual father, depending on whether the W for personal or the B for spiritual is emphasized. No doubt Jesus meant there to be an echo of both, as the Aramaic is rich in this sublime wordplay. Further, according to the mystical science of sounds and letters common in both Aramaic and Hebrew, the word avun points beyond our changing concepts of male and female to a cosmic birthing process. At this level of interpretation, avun may be said to have four parts to its sound meaning. Stability, echoing to the ancient sacred sound of al in the Aramaic for the word God. Aloha literally means the oneness. BW, a birthing, a creation, a flow of blessing, as if from the interior of this oneness to us. Ooh, the breath of the spirit that carries this flow, echoing the sound of breathing and including all forces we now call magnetism, wind, electricity, and more. The vibration of this creative breath from oneness as it touches and, it, and interpenetrates form. There must be a substance that this force touches, moves, and changes. This sound echoes the earth and the body here vibrates as we intone the whole name slowly, Abrahun. Just stepping back from this text a little bit, every last syllable of Aramaic is saying something. It's saying something with how it feels in the body. Each syllable is saying something with its root parts that harken back to something else. It's such an old language connected deeply unlike English, which is a hodgepodge of things smashed together from various cultures and kind of a, a Frankenstein language. This is a very old language with very old sounds from which many languages have come. 
Going back to page 12, the rest of the phrase completes the motion of divine creation. The central root is found in the middle, S-H-M, From this root comes the word Shem, which may mean light, sound, vibration, name, or word. The root SHM indicates that which, quote, rises and shines in space, unquote, the entire sphere of a being. In this sense, one's name included one's sound, vibration, or atmosphere, and the names were carefully given and received. Here the, quote, sign, or, quote, name that renders avun, knowable is the entire universe. And the ending, aya, shows that this shining includes every center of activity, every place we see, as well as the potential abilities of all things. In fact, Shamaya says that the vibration or the word by which one can recognize the oneness, God's name, is the universe. This was the Aramaic conception of, quote, heaven, unquote. This word is central to many of the sayings of Jesus and usually misunderstood. In Greek and later in English, heaven became a metaphysical concept out of touch with the process of creation. It is difficult for the Western mind to comprehend how one word can have such seemingly different meanings. Yet this was the worldview of the native Middle Eastern mystic. So just in that brief word, heaven, we can see that heaven meant so much more than our conceptions of heaven and included the entire universe and God's power shining through it and right into our lives. In the King James Version, the Lord's Prayer usually sounds something like this. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. What I'm going to do now is read a translation. It's a rendition of the Lord's Prayer, keeping in mind the many facets of Aramaic and the possible many layers and meanings. This might be more in line with the mindset of the Middle Eastern mind at the time of Jesus and be closer to the connotations Jesus was employing at the time, from which we are really removed from by at least two languages, by culture, and certainly our mindset is nothing like the people of that time. O birther, father, mother of the cosmos, Focus your light within us, make it useful. Create your reign of unity now. Your one desire then acts with ours, as in all light, so in all forms. Grant what we need each day in bread and insight. Loose the cords of mistakes binding us as we release the strands we hold of others' guilt. Don't let surface things delude us but free us from what holds us back. From you is born all ruling will, the power and the life to do, the song that beautifies all. From age to age it renews. Truly power to these statements. May they be the ground from which all my actions grow. Amen.
Now, reflecting on that just a little bit, when we look at the beginning of the Lord's Prayer, O Birther, Father, Mother of, of the Cosmos, it puts things in a much grander universal position where we are acknowledging God beyond our typical conceptions of God, even our ability to understand God. Focus your light within us, make it useful. It is asking for God to use God's power through us and consent and be willing to let ourselves be used for God's work. I love the phrase, do not let surface things delude us. That would be the lead us not into temptation verse, but free us from what holds us back. So this is one of several possible interpretations using Aramaic, the language Jesus spoke in, as a starting point for understanding the Lord's Prayer, perhaps closer to what Jesus was saying at the time, and closer to the flesh and blood skin and bones of Jesus as a man walking this earth with his disciples. I'll read it one more time slowly. Hopefully it let it sink into you as a way to be your meditation and your prayer. And I wanted to also mention that the event that was the online event for Sacred Spaces, which happened on June 6th, 2020, if you're listening to this in a different year, is available at patreon.com forward slash sparkmymuse. That was an hour-long event that we did together. We held space together for the big feelings, all the things that are going on right now, the confusions, the grieving, the changed expectations. We read through some blessings, some poems. We did some Lexio Divina together. And I invite you to go over and check that out for yourself whenever you have the time to do that. It's for supporters of the show at $1 or more, and I thank you for supporting my work. Here is the possible translation from the Aramaic of the Lord's Prayer. O Birther, Father, Mother of the Cosmos, focus your light within us, make it useful. Create your reign of unity now. Your one desire then acts with ours. As in all light, so in all forms. Grant what we need each day in bread and insight. Loose the cords of mistakes binding us as we release the strands we hold of others' guilt. Don't let surface things delude us, but free us from what holds us back. From you is born all ruling will, the power and the life to do, the song that beautifies all, from age to age it renews. Truly, power to these statements. May they be the ground from which all my actions grow. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to Spark My Muse today. I invite you to go back to sparkmymuse.com and see all of the other recent episodes that have been coming out lately. And I pray for blessing and peace for your heart and soul right now in these difficult and challenging times. If you'd like to get a hold of me, feel free to reach out. Email me at contact at sparkmymuse.com.